0: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf
1: Construction Roofing. Hey, good afternoon and welcome in once again. Jimmy B and TC on the air with you here on a Wednesday as we make another cross off the list. Another day gone, another day closer to football season. Welcome in here today. A lot of the afternoon baseball going on this afternoon. We will hit on that. The Cubs in action right now. A storyline starting to come from that. We will be talking about that coming up here in just a little bit. Welcome in here on the show today as I'm running solo again. Jimmy B, he is out and about. Be back with us. He says hopefully next week. And when Jimmy B says hopefully, uh, you can't really hope. A whole lot. But we will see if we get Jimmy B back in the saddle. He is going to stop by. He is going to join me on the phone line a little bit later on in the show to kick off the 1 o'clock hour. We'll talk with Jimmy B, see what's happening in his world, and talk the world of sports with him. With you, we got Pat Hardy stopping by 1225 this afternoon. Going to talk a lot of Big Ten and Hawkeyes with Pat from allhawkeyes.com, longtime scribe on the Hawks. We'll get his thoughts with Big Ten Media Day starting up next week. The primetime league, the playoffs continue tomorrow night. And now where this team is in terms of hoops, football season, with them coming up, uh, trying to put not quite a cap on the summer league, but but what we've learned. That's one thing that I really want to talk to to Pat about today. For me, from what I have read, from what I have seen, the highlights that I've watched of the Hawkeyes during the primetime league. You know, the first storyline that's really come out deals with the freshmen and how good that Luca Garza and Jack Nunji, how good those guys have looked. And year after year, you can tell right away, you know, the young guys, they care a little bit more, I think, as it pertains to the primetime league here, the Capital City League. You know, those things, it seems to matter to the younger guys more, not just in terms of their development, but, you know, they want to show the crowd for the first time just how good they really are. And what they can do. And I think you've seen that a lot with Garza and with Nungi this season. But of the rest of the group, you know, the questions that have come out. Bo Hannon. Now, can he take another step forward? We know offensively, Bo Hannon showed a year ago just what he can do. Shooting the basketball. The road win against both Wisconsin and Maryland. You know, the performances that he had. The clutch three against the Badgers. The big performance against Maryland. The way he controlled the game. The assist numbers that he was able to put out in the second half of the Big Ten slate. We know how good he is running the ship. Now, what can he add to that game offensively? And probably more importantly, what kind of a defender can he be? I don't think you're ever going to see Bohannon regarded as one of the best on-the-ball defenders in the Big Ten. The likelihood of that just isn't there. But can he become adequate? Can he do that at least for this season? then and by the time he's a junior and senior you learn some more tricks, you figure out some different things that you can do to slow guys down, and you can become above average. I think that's the hope, of the plane that you want, because last year the defensive numbers weren't good. Not just defensive numbers, just in terms of just that, the numbers, you know, steals, numbers, things like that. That's not the way that you really can best grade a defender. There are plenty of efficiency methods out there, stats, statistical models that you can look at and anything that you look at shows that a year ago Jordan Bohannon wasn't a good defender. Has he taken that step? Another big question, Isaiah Moss. Now, with Peter Jack gone, off-played with the Pelicans during the summer league, he's trying to find his way. With that happening, what do they get out of Isaiah Moss? To me, he's the most important part of this team. Up front, you have so many weapons. You know what? If a guy regresses, if a guy doesn't take a step forward, you got another place to go. Mention the freshman. What we've seen out of Creener throughout this summer. He's been incredibly good. Amad Wagner, you know he can play. He's played, he's seen plenty of bullets there over his first two years. Cordell Pemsel, he'll be back and healthy. We haven't even seen him. Tyler Cook, out of this whole group of guys we're talking about, the guy that has the best chance right now of playing in the league. Nicholas Baer, another front court guy. You're fine. You're gonna find components. You're gonna find guys that you can play up front. And you got Bohannon. The question is who fills that outside shooting role? Who fills that role as the go-to scorer? Who are you looking for? Late in the shot clock, a guy that can beat people off the the bounce or step back and hit a J. Who is that guy on this team? It's Isaiah Moss. And last year we saw some bright moments. I remember the game up in Minnesota, the overtime loss that they had against the Gophers, but early on, He came out, and he was ready. And you could tell from the get-go, and that was really Isaiah Moss throughout last year. As a redshirt freshman, there were times, as a starter, you could tell right away, you're going to get good Isaiah, you're going to get bad Isaiah. And the times that there was bad Isaiah, they weren't going to pull him out of that funk. And, And to Fran's credit a year ago, if it was one of those games where it just looked like he didn't have it, that for whatever reason he wasn't playing at a high level, Well, he sat him down, and he didn't give him those minutes. That can't be the case this year because there just aren't a whole lot of weapons in the backcourt. And there's talk now. Christian Williams, backup point guard. Brady Ellingson had to play at times last year against Ohio State uh, in the game in Carver a year ago when there was the injury to Peter Jock. They went out there played well. Christian Williams, he was dinged up. But at times, the backup point guard was Brady Ellingson. You're not asking him to do it a ton, but can he do it a little bit? Well, if that's the case, then he's using a few more of his minutes over there. You need Isaiah Moss. To me, if this team is going to be better than just get to the NCAA tournament, if this team's going to be better than a second-round team, get to the round of 32 and get beat up. Now that's what happened the last two times I was betting the tournament, win that first game, and then get beat up pretty bad. Villanova, the national champion that year. Before that, it was Gonzaga. Can you break through? Can you be a Sweet 16 team? And even if you're not a Sweet 16 team, if you do get upset, can you be a team that we're talking about going into the final two weeks of the season with a real chance, a real opportunity to win a Big Ten title? Remember, Iowa hasn't won a Big Ten regular season title since 1979. It's a long time coming. We're going on 40 years since the last time it happened. I'm 37. I've never seen one. I've never seen one. I've seen a lot of Hawkeye basketball, but I've never seen one. And, yes, yes, Iowa finished second the year that the cheating gophers from up north, Bobby Jackson and that crew, were stripped of their title, but they did not award one to Iowa, though maybe they should, finishing second that year behind those cheating gophers up north with Clem Haskins and company way back in the day. No, no, no. That did not happen. So we'll get into that. We'll talk about that with Pat. Football season around the corner. There's always a lot to talk about, certainly. And uh, with it, a lot to get into. With that, let's continue. We move from there to Big 12 Media Days. And with Big uh, Big 12 Media Days, Iowa State, now completely in the books. Completely with it. A chance, as I'm getting text messages right now from some Hawkeye fans and also uh, some Big 12 fans, including a guy we might have on later in the show. Back to the topic at hand. Yes. Uh, multitasking. Always a little bit more difficult when you're hosting the show by yourself. I don't know if you, you notice. It's easy when Brinson's going on about something. I can you know see what's going on, see check some other things. Not so much the case. when Jimmy B is not around. I apologize for that. Nope. For Iowa State, you know, I talked yesterday about the path to six wins and and how they can get there and offensively what they can do. And I was going back and forth with a couple people on Twitter about this topic yesterday, and it just leads me down this road. You guys know, grew up a Hawkeye fan, Hawkeye fan to this day. I don't sit here like some of the media members in this market and try to tell you anything different. You know that. You know who I am. I try to be fair. Sometimes I can be harsh on each side. But, but there's also a component right now that I am concerned about with Iowa State. I've told I told you throughout this summer, I think this is going to be a bull team. I think they're going to win six games this year. I think offensively they're going to be good. I believe in the young guys defensively that they brought in, the junior college guys. I think they have enough to keep up. Most importantly, they're going to be able to score. And people say, what about the offensive line? If you saw what Manning did last year with that offensive line with a bunch of guys that had Very little experience, both in terms of young guys, redshirt freshmen out there, and on the other side, uh, some fifth-year seniors that really hadn't seen the field and built them into a pretty good offensive line by the middle part of the season throughout the second half. If he was able to do that, I think there's a lot more to work with now. Campo's healthy. you know Foster, a guy that a lot of people thought should have played last year as a true freshman, now he's out there. It looks like they've built depth and Manning knows what he's doing with an offensive line. Skill position-wise, they're going to be in great shape. Jacob Park can take a step forward. And I go through all this, and then I catch myself. Because I've gone down this road with Iowa State before. I've got overly excited about the Cyclones. I've looked at this team and saw all these positives, and then tend to forget the negatives that are still there. And the negatives for Iowa State, they're still incredibly true. Defensively... This team, we don't know. We don't know what Matt Leo is going to be. I mean, you hear the accolades, you see the other programs that wanted him, and that, that gets you excited. I, I get that. I certainly understand that kind of excitement. But we don't know if he's ready to roll. You know, Ray, Ray Lima inside. Big, huge, physical specimen. But the jump from playing junior college and playing high-level junior college football and going to the Big 12... It is a big leap, and that's a lot of times when Bill Snyder was building Kansas State, and when he was building the Wildcats, and it was a long, long build to get them up to not just being a team that can be bowl eligible, but getting into Big 12 championship contention, and for a long time, people ripped him because of his non-conference scheduling. Well, there was a method to that madness. It wasn't just, let's rack up victories, though that was a part of it, especially early on. But we know that Bill Snyder built that program and the base for it was a lot of junior college players and getting them acclimated early on, getting them ready to go early on that it takes time. And I think again, by like we saw last year, by the middle of the season, those guys are going to be in good shape. I'm not concerned for what October Ray Liam is going to look like and Matt Leo is going to look like and and I'm not concerned about that. And what they can get, Joe Lanning, by that point in time. But early, because early is so important to Iowa State this year. The Cyclones have to get off to a good start if they're going to get to bowl eligibility. If they're going to get to six and six, you have to be at minimum two and one, probably three and zero in the non conference. If it's say two and one with the loss to Iowa, then you got to beat Texas on that Thursday. You just have to. Those are the games that they have to get and you forget the other side, and I fall into that trap sometimes as well. That's what I'm warning myself, and warning you a little bit as well today, Cyclone fan, about the same thing. Yeah, it's fun to get excited, to get pumped up, and look at all these positives, and there are plenty of positives, no doubt about it. But the other side of the coin, it's real. With it, sometimes you run into some issues when you forget about some negatives that are still there. 515-264-1700, that is the phone number to dial you want to get involved with the show here today. Again, 515-264-1700. Get a hold of me on Twitter as well, at Trent Condon, and we'll have some fun over there here today as we're here until 3 o'clock. Right now, time to look back what happened in the world of sports last night. It's in case you missed it, and it's presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. If you're in the market for a re-roof or just have a small leak you need to get fixed up, give the guys a call today. Anything from a small job to a huge job, they can complete Pretty much all of them in one day. Wolf Construction Roofing, they're going to leave the place looking nice. Not going to leave stuff laying all over the place. They are the guys in the business you need to call. Wolf Construction Roofing, give them a call today. Let's get going here, and let's take a look at the highlights from last night. As we roll through, we start first up with the Cardinals. All oh, the cards yesterday, and they're trying to find a way. And how about Michael Waka Michael Waka, the kind of Iowan. Well, he was born in Iowa. we got to take credit for that when we can get it. He was great last night. His first shutout of his career, a three-hitter in a 5 nothing victory. We go to the highlights from last night, and we go first to the highlights late in the evening. Took a while. Rain delays, long waits with the Cubs and the Braves last night. We finally got going, and some fireworks early on with Wilson Contreras. Coast games just getting started.
0: Deep to center, way back, and it's gone! little splashdown, three-run homer. Cubs lead 4-1. to one. Boy, They tack on
1: to... another run and win it 5-1 last night. Stayed up late into the evening to watch the Cubs. Well, you get to at least see that highlight early on if you didn't make it to the end. Up next, we go north to Target Field. The Twins in action against the Yankees. Bortolo Cologne making his first start with the Twins early on. Looking pretty good, and in sh- including showing the athleticism.
2: Distance, giving yourself enough time to get back to the bag in the event of a ground ball. Here's a dribbler, and Cologne. will like do a it cat, Like a cat.
0: <laughs> a big, sexy cat. That's, a, that's, <laughs> that's how you stay around a long time. You feel your well, position.
2: You know what? They list him at 5'11", about 280 pounds. But
1: but he's not that. It's what he is saying. But uh, this might be short-lived. Bertolo Cullode got a kick out of it yesterday, was out with swimming with Ella yesterday. So we didn't get back till late. Flip on the DVR, excited to see it. He's mowing things down. Um, things fell apart very quickly. This report just comes across, though, from ESPN's Marley Rivera. Bartolo Colon's career may very well hinge on his next start. As the Twins veteran right-hander told uh, ESPN's Marley Rivera, he has been considering a possible retirement, and his upcoming outing for the club scheduled to be against the Dodgers could be a determining factor in a decision. One start turns to two, and that might be it. Let's hope that's not the case. Love to see Cologne out there another time or two. Always fun talking with him and, and watching that guy out there. He moves around. He does things. He's he's entertaining. There's no doubt about it. But he's old. Sometimes well, it goes away quickly, and that very well could be the case for Bortolo Cologne. That was in case you missed it from last night in the world of baseball. The baseball continues today as we have a lot of day action. Twins just underway against the Yankees. That one Uh, Just started a moment ago. The Cubs are in Atlanta to put a cap on that series. They play in the bottom of the fourth inning. 1-0 the score uh, for the Cubs as they lead it over the Braves. Addison Russell doubled uh, back in the second inning to give them a lead. But the big news of the day, uh, that is what is happening with Chris Bryant. Had to exit the game with a hand injury. No word on x-rays yet, but we will provide updates as soon as possible on what happened there on the slide going into third base from Chris Bryant, the reigning MVP of the National League. Scary news as the Cubs start to figure things out. Could be a big-time injury there. We'll keep you abreast of that situation all day long. Chris Cattell will be here at the 2 o'clock hour. We'll talk baseball with him. Zubin Mahente from ESPN also set to join us. We'll talk some NFL with Sean Tomlinson, and Jimmy B will be here at 1 o'clock. It all kicks off next. Pat Hardy, allhawkeyes.com. Some Hawk Talk as we roll through here on a Wednesday. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700.
0: 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
3: menards home improvement means saving big because right now you'll get an 11 rebate on everything in the store even sale items get an 11 rebate on all mastercraft doors even special order doors get your door your way and choose from a huge selection of options start saving with an 11 rebate on everything even sale prices now at menards good through july 22nd some exclusions apply see store for details save big
4: money at menards You'll remember the times you eat at Sam and Gabe's. Why, you ask? As one of the top restaurants in Central Iowa, you know it's going to be good. And the place you talk about to all your friends. Each meal is prepared and crafted with the finest ingredients by Sam and Gabe's experienced chefs. Well-known in Central Iowa for steaks, handmade pasta dishes, specialty pizzas, and, of course, the incomparable Steak de burgo. Join them in Urbandale for dinner, Sunday brunch, and live music. Or dine with them for lunch or dinner in the East Village. Private event rooms are also available. Reserve your table at SalmonGabes.com. You'll remember the times when you eat at SalmonGabes. SalmonGabes is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of Sam and Gabes gift certificates for only $25. Yep, that's a sweet deal. $50 worth of SalmonGabes gift certificates for only $25. There's a limited number, and they're sure to go fast. So get yours Friday morning at 9 at 1700KBGG.com.
0: 1700 KBGG is your home for big sports. There's no
1: place like home on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. What's up? It's Bill Ryder back in Des Moines, lived there for a decade, got married in Des Moines. Thrilled to be talking about your favorite sports teams with your favorite players, 5 to 9 p.m. on your
0: station with all the big games, 1700 KBGG. Big news, big talk, and big sports on 1700 KBGG. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A. DirecTV select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B. Monthly fees for Wi-Fi gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled. Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other and conditions. Apply. Call for details. Offer ends
3: 12117.
2: See you soon,
0: Jim Brenson, Trent Condon. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
1: Welcome back. We continue on Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. Getting ready to talk some Hawkeyes with Pat Hardy, allhawkeyes.com. He'll be joining us coming up on the Draft House 50 hotline. But uh, another release of over-unders, and this is something throughout the summertime that always happens. It's uh, different casinos, different offshore books that release them. We had our, our friend Chris Andrews on from the South Point Casino He's always one of the first to get those prop bets out there early on each and every season, and it's great to have that connection and get those numbers out early. But I saw yesterday that Bovada released uh, their numbers for everybody at the FBS level, every team that is in the FBS, ACC, Big Ten, all the way through down to the Sun Belt, and uh, some interesting numbers as these have been bet a little bit more, uh, some changes that have happened. First of all, Bovada has Iowa State at 5.5. Now, I personally would probably put the number at 4.5 if I was coming up for a line in Vegas or offshore, just because the name. But around here, if I put a line, if there was a kind of casino in Des Moines, yeah, I'd put it at 5.5 because you got Iowa State fans and they want to take the over. Where would I bet? I'd bet the over. And uh, right now, you'd be getting plus money, plus 120 if you're taking the over of that 5.5 at Bovada for Iowa State. For the Iowa Hawkeyes, their number is at 6.5. Now, if you're going to go on the over on that one, you have to lay money, minus 140 for that, the under, plus 110. And you know what? Much like I'm at six wins for Iowa State this year, as I look at it right now, I'm at six wins for the Hawkeyes. I'm at six for the Hawks. I think it's going to be incredibly difficult for Iowa through that schedule to be able to navigate even if they find a way to pull an upset the road games are incredibly concerning the quarterback position i think this team has a chance to be very good i just don't know how the if the record is going to equate with that let's get out to pat hardy right now as he joins us on the draft house 50 hotline pat not sure how much of that you heard but uh you know this Iowa team most people look at it, six, seven, eight win range, right around that one there. That's where the Vegas number is. I see it right now at Bovada. They have it at 6.5. I think that's a pretty fair line to put out there, taking a look at the over-under.
6: Oh, I agree. Actually, I did my early picks about a month ago and picked them to go 6-6. Six and six. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at right now. James Butler obviously helps, but I'm not willing to say James Butler's two or three wins or what have you. I mean... You may push them a little bit more towards seven wins, but I I took some chances. I have them losing at Iowa State and beating Penn State. I think one thing we know with Iowa football, lots of times when you look back at seasons, some of the games don't make any sense.
1: Yes, It's very true. It's very true. And, you know, this season could go so many different directions. You know, what if Michigan State, it was just a one-year blip for them, and they're right there. You know, Penn State, I'm with you. I think Penn State's going to take a step back this year. They're incredibly talented, I just don't know if they're talented enough to go 11-1 and one this year. I think they're going to be not quite what they were a year ago. Now, the road games that Iowa has this year, it's, it's more schedule-based than anything. I believe that I will find a way to at least be adequate at the quarterback position. They'll figure out defensive tackle. They're going to be all right at safety. It seems like those are questions now, but they're going to be okay there. It's just how do you come up with even eight wins? You know, who are they beating? Who are they going on the road and beating? Who are they beating at home with Penn State and Ohio State? That's what I keep coming back to. It's it's more schedule based.
6: Well, I think a lot of the hardcore loyal Iowa fans going into almost any season will never acknowledge losing to Iowa State. They're just not even though we've had two decades of it. They still because I've got a lot of people saying, "How can you pick us? We beat them forty two to three last year. They're not very good." Well, Iowa State's beaten Iowa in times where they haven't been very good. It doesn't matter. And I do think Iowa State's going to be pretty good this year. I think they've got better skill players than Iowa outside of maybe Akron Wadley. But Alan Lazard is as good a receiver as Akron Wadley is a running back. And I think they're going to be playing at home. I don't think picking Iowa to lose in Ames is an upset anymore. It hasn't been for years.
1: No, no, it hasn't been. And, and the game, just go back to the last time they were there, kind of a similar spot. It was C.J. Bether making his first road start of his career he went out there. It was a struggle early on until late in that first half when he made a couple of ridiculous plays. Iowa looked like they were dead in the water, and they come back and get the victory there. Well, you're going to have a quarterback, be it Stanley or, or be it Wiggers, that's going to be making their first road start of their career in that environment as well.
6: Well, Trey, if you remember that game, 15 was 17-17 to 17 with four minutes to go. Yes. And Iowa scored their last two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. That was that was anybody's game, and that was an Iowa team that would go on to win 12 games. So, against not a very good Iowa State team. So, like I said, I just think the gap is more narrow than it has been a lot when they play. It's in Ames, and I just, my gut feeling tells me right now that Iowa State's going to win that game. I hope I'm wrong. I I mean, it'll make business better. Everybody will be happier around here. Selfishly, I hope I'm wrong. But when I make my picks, I don't pick with my heart. I try to pick with my head.
1: Well, this football team, the question marks uh, remain out there as we go to Big Ten Media Day in Chicago next week. I'll uh, Pat, with that, as you make your way over there, Akron Wadley not going to be part of the crew. Uh, do you see anything sinister there? Wadley, as you know, is a guy that he'll, uh, he's a pretty open book when he's being talked to with the media guys.
6: I don't see anything sinister, and I actually wrote about it because um, I had some people say, man, you got to rip the coaches. This is ridiculous. Uh, some of the accusations were ridiculous. But the problem of trying to write a column on something like this is I don't know what went into those decisions. There's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes that we in the media, we as fans, aren't privy to. We don't know what Kirk would base his decision on, but I think I know Kirk well enough to know he's not going to hold personal grudges. He's not going to be unfair. There has to be a reason they felt more justified in sending Matt Vandenberg because let's face it, that's what it came down to. Because Mm -hmm. as great as Iowa fans think Akron Wadley is, and he is good, he's not more accomplished than Sean Wilson or Josie Jewell. He's not. Right. I mean, Joe. I mean, and you could make a stronger case for both of those guys being there. It came down to Vandenberg, and let's also look at it this way. And I'm not saying these are the reasons, but Akron's had some issues. He's had academic issues that have been well documented. You know, Matt Vandenberg's had no issues. Maybe. Mm Maybe stuff like that all plays into it. Maybe it's a, it's a lifetime achievement award almost to be able to go over there to represent the team. And maybe Matt Vandenberg just kind of handled a few things behind the scenes better than Akram. I don't know. That's the problem of trying to form an opinion. I'm not going to rip the coaches. I was surprised when Akram wasn't a part of it. But then I started thinking about it. And, and then I said to myself, well, Jules, ahead of anybody, so is Sean Welsh. And you just got to live with it. But I do not think there's anything sinister involved at all.
1: You know, the one thing, Pat, since Jewel went a year ago, I thought maybe since he already had that kind of honor of going over there, maybe they would decide to, to leave him home. While he provides good copy. I get that. You're Brad Vandenberg, though. And what's the over-under? How many questions is he going to have about his foot? Hundred? Oh, hundred? whole. should be the whole
6: thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's got to know that, too, going into right. it. So maybe he feels he can go there and nip it in the bud and at least with all the Iowa people. When we talk to him about it over there, maybe he thinks we won't talk about him at media day. I mean, we the thing with these next three weeks, we got a lot of access to these guys with nothing going on. Uh-huh. We have Kirk today at one thirty. We have Kirk today at one thirty. We have Kirk next Monday. We have those three players. We have media day on the 5th, kids day on the 12th. The problem is there's hardly any practicing going on there. <laughs> right. I mean, we're going to ask Kirk all these questions today. We're going to ask him questions next week. And he's, you know he's going to say, well, we haven't started practicing. It's hard to say. Yeah a lot of that stuff going on right now so the Josie Jewell one they could have maybe that I could have seen them saying well he went last year but I think with Josie Jewell I just feel they think he's a great ambassador and that he deserves it yeah whether it's once or twice he's he's unique and they're going to show him how much they appreciate what he's done
1: Yeah, the first uh junior ever to go over with Kirk Ferentz to Big Ten Media Day was Josie Jewell and he'll obviously be the first ever to go two times uh, coming up on Monday with that Pat Hardy joining us. AllHawkeyes.com is the website. Everything on the Hawkeyes that you can imagine. Uh, Pat, let's jump over from uh, from that and the media day. Uh, wanted to get your thoughts. I read your article going back. We haven't had a chance to talk about the passing of Bobby Elliott. Uh, explain a little bit what you knew about him and and your experiences with Bobby Elliott.
6: Well, I moved up here and started covering the team in 92 and Bobby was firmly entrenched as one of their top assistants. He'd been with them for about five, six years. And he was one of the first coaches I got to know. I mean, Bobby was about 10, 11 years older than me. So I was in my mid twenties. He was in his mid thirties and we just kind of hit it off. We got, we got along real well. He was kind of, he was less paranoid than some of the other assistant coaches. He, he was very gregarious, very outgoing. But when I got to really know him is early on, I wrote a column in which I kind of questioned Hayden Price, tactics with his handling of the Willie Guy situation years ago. I, I basically, the my gist was that Fry wasn't being forthright. And um, Hayden liked that. He, I, You know, I was, on you know, the three weeks and there, I was in the great Hayden. He knew me, too, because my brother had played for me. Hayden was mad. He was, and he just let me have that at one of those press conferences. And, of course, everyone in the media wrote about it. This new kid working for the Press Citizen, <laughs> Fry Ripson. So I made for a great copy for him. I was. My mother thought it was hilarious. She could I remember him laughing, and then, and I, but I was kind of down. I'm like, man, I'm you know, some months into this, I've already got Hayden Fry and fans all upset at me. Well, about two days, the night it happened.
1: Oh no, oh no! I I heard the phone going down. I heard it starting to fade. Oh, and we lost Pat. Lost Pat. Well, let's we got to get him back. I mean, we, we can't leave the story just hanging like that. We're going to give him a call back right now. We're going to see if we can get him rocking and rolling here because that hang-up is one of the all-time worst. We, we can't be having that. We'll get him back up here hopefully in a moment. Hopefully he's not going through a bad sell spot or something like that over in, uh, in Iowa City. We're efforting back with Pat Hardy, allhawkeyes.com right now. See if we can get him on the line. And not hearing anything yet. Oh, there's the ring. Okay, maybe he's coming out of the spot. Let's see. This is a high-class operation when Brinson's gone. Maybe we need to have him back. No, no, jeez. No, Come on, Condon. Learn how to dial a phone. It's a struggle bus here on a Wednesday as we effort back for Pat Hardy, allhawkeyes.com. And the final four numbers. And we'll try to get Pat back once again. All right. It's dialing. Let's hope this works. Hello? Hey, Pat, Trent again. Sorry about that. I must have hit a cell phone dead spot. Yeah, you you were coming right up to the punchline, and all of a sudden we hear the click, and away you and, went. So, and I looked on my phone, and it said call failure. But no. what I was about to
6: say was, Bobby Elliott called me out of the blue and he was laughing when I got and basically he called me to say, Hey, welcome to the club. And I'm like, Wait, well, he goes, everybody. Hayden yells at everybody. He doesn't mean it. It's not personal. He doesn't hold grudges. You keep doing your job, you know, and it just meant so much to me. I remember hanging up the phone. It just kinda of energized me. And he basically Bobby was saying, You can still do your job and upset us at times, but we're not gonna lose any respect for you and it just I'll never that's that was Bobby Elliott though. That's how he operated. He was a people person. He loved people and he made people feel important, including myself.
1: Hayden was very famous for that, you know, dressing down media members and it wasn't anything that happened often, but what, once, maybe twice a year where and sometimes it'd be th- when things are going good, sometimes it'd be when things are going bad. It seemed like, you know, that psychology degree at say and he says, All right, I gotta let these guys have it one time this year.
6: Well, the football team was 1-3 and three when that happened, too, and they're getting ready to lose to Michigan, and he knew it. Yeah. I mean, you know, Hayden was a master psychologist, and looking back at that column, I would never have written that column now. I was young, mm-hmm. and I took some liberties that I probably shouldn't have, and I learned from my mistake, but the fact that Bobby thought enough of me to call me up and to give me some words of encouragement when he had basically known me for about three months, that just meant a lot to me, and I just always kind of had a special place for him. Now, we drifted a little bit at the end because, let's face it, he wasn't with Iowa for the last 20 years. Yeah. He was, I mean, he was with Iowa State. I mean, there was some, you know, I'm not saying there was bad blood, but he was, you know, he represented the opponent for, he's been gone for us. But uh, there was always a mutual respect. Anytime I saw him, there was respect. And like I said, just very sad. This 64 is way too young to lose anybody, let alone somebody as talented and as respected as Bobby Elliott.
1: You know, uh, the, there's plenty of stories out there about, the end of the Hayden Fry regime, you know, what happened towards the end, Hayden going through cancer treatments and and nobody knowing about it, but also the other side with Bobby Elliott. If he wouldn't have become sick, do you think he would have been the next head coach after Hayden?
6: Yes, without question. It was going to happen. I don't think there would have been a search committee. I don't think you would have heard of Kirk Ferris' name being mentioned. I don't think Bobby Stoops would have been I think they would have just basically somehow done a succession plan, and I think it would have been Bobby Elliott's job, and I think everyone would have been happy. The media loved him. He was a good recruiter. Everyone loved him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that was part of Bobby's. I'm sure that had to be part of Bobby's frustration, to come so close to landing your dream job and to have it taken away from you by health, something beyond your control, very frustrating.
1: Well, uh, some going back in the Wayback Machine there and certainly sad news with the passing uh, of Bobby Elliott. Want a jump over here. And uh, one other football note with you, Pat. Uh, I got a kick. You you missed the mark on what you thought the big announcement was going to be on Monday from the university? Well, the only thing I knew it wasn't going to be, even though a lot of people thought it was going to be something with beer, there's no way they would promote
6: beer sales the way they did. They're just not going to do that. Yeah. So I had no thought whatsoever. Now some of those that I listed off, to admit Trent, I was kind of joking a little bit. <laughs> some of them were serious. I did think it was maybe going to be naming rights to, Kinn- to the field of Kinnick with a large donation. That's kind of what I thought it would be to justify the amount of hype and drama that UI caused.
1: Yeah, it, it was. It was quite the build up and kind of a thud. I understand what they're doing, but it was the build up portion of it. And you know, Iowa fans, Iowa fans during the summer, you're looking for any nugget. To get excited about, you throw that little curl out there, and people were running with it, and there was all kinds of funny you know, people theories that they had out there. You had some good ones in there, too. I uh, really got a kick out of some of those, including the one that I probably hope maybe was the most true, Bob Stoops returning to his alma mater.
6: I can't tell you how many people have responded to me <laughs> saying, hey, is there any truth to that? Is there, is, no, I've not heard anything. I just put that out there because, to me, that would justify the amount of hype that they threw out there.
1: Last thing, uh, hoops, is playoff time in the primetime league coming up on Thursday as they'll be into the semifinals. Uh, you had a chance to talk with Randy Larson, who runs the PTL, and some great things to say about the freshman. Seems like that's kind of been the story of this summer, what we've seen yeah, really on Jack Nungia and Luca Garza. Yeah, and I was
6: surprised, and I wrote this in my column, Randy doesn't just hand out praise. I mean, Randy's one of these guys, you've got to earn his praise, especially when it comes to basketball or golf. Those are two things that Randy Larson prides himself on. And I was kind of blown away when he first said that about Nungie and Garza, because the first thing I said, I go, are you including Tyler Cook in it? And he's like, yeah. You know, he's got Tyler Cook right in there, too. But what Randy was trying to say is their combination of size and skill, to me, has, gives them a bigger upside than anyone on the team. That was basically Randy's message. And I've seen enough of both those guys this year. They're going to play. I don't think Fran can afford to redshirt either one, and neither one wants to be redshirted. You know, everyone's like, well, Fran needs, some fans need to take into account some of these guys don't want to be redshirted. Right. And they want to play, and if they want to play, they want to play. Because if you redshirt a guy that doesn't want to be redshirted, he may pull a Jared Utah off and say, I'm going home, or something like that. Yep. So I expect both of them to play key roles. The big challenge for Fran will be trying to satisfy eight guys on the front line. I just got done with my Athlon preview and it can only be 600 words. And I'm sitting there thinking, how do I fit 600 words in a preview about Iowa basketball when they have so many names you got to mention? I, it's going to be a fun season, but it's going to be – Fran's going to have to be doing some mixing and matching. It's gonna, it'll be interesting to see how he keeps everyone happy.
1: Pat, I know you've seen uh, some of the games so far this year. Uh, Mod Wagner seems like, at least over the second portion, really working on that outside shot more. Had a good game shooting the three, was 4-7 in one of them. Had a clunker, I believe, the last time out. He was 0-9 from three. But can Ahmad Wagner, can you steal four minutes a half from him as a small forward with the right combination of other front court guys? Or is that too much of a stretch still in your mind?
6: I think you possibly can, but I don't want to be negative. Ahmad Wagner's not going to be shooting threes for yeah. Anytime soon. Well, Ahmad Wagner needs to worry about making the six-, seven-, eight-foot jumper around the baseline and around the elbow. If he can make those, then he'll get more minutes. Ahmad Wagner's one of these guys who will earn minutes based on defense. And hustle and athleticism and rebound, he will lose minutes based on guys like Ryan Creener being able to shoot the ball better. That's how it is. At some point, shooting takes priority. Wagner will figure in there, but if he can't become a better shooter, his minutes are ultimately going to suffer.
1: How big of a step forward do you see Isaiah Moss make? He, to me, he's the most important piece of the team next year, they're going to front, find front court guys. They're going to find combinations that work there. We know what Bohannon can be and if we see improvements in him defensively. But to me, if this team that's going to take a big step forward, I think Isaiah Moss is the piece. What do you see out of him this summer?
6: I mean, hes I'll say he's shooting a lot. He's doing a lot. He's working aggressively on that. The thing with Isaiah Moss, we know he can attack the basket. We know he can handle the ball all right. He needs to become a halfway decent three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. Teams are going to fag off him and uh, stop his penetration, if he can start making threes, I'm not saying he's got to be Peter Jocks, but he can't be a liability for three. If he can show that he can make the three, that's going to expand his game because he already shown that he can drive to the basket, can attack the rim, can dunk and post guys up. He needs to show that he can be an effective perimeter player because if he does that, then teams will kind of lessen their attention on Bohannon. Bohannon's going to find the going a little tougher on the perimeter because Peter's not there to take two guys away. They're not going to be doubling Isaiah Moss earlier in the season like they were Peter Jock.
1: Pat, uh, we'll let you run here. AllHawkeyes.com, Chicago right around the corner. People with football season starting up here. A lot of news is going to be coming out in the coming weeks. Uh, tell them where they can go and how they can be involved with AllHawkeyes.com.
6: Well, it's, that's all you type in is AllHawkeyes.com and that'll take you right to our site. Now you got to You'll be greeted by a video real estate ad, but hey, that's the cost of doing business. There's a Skip on it after six seconds of it bugship, you, but we appreciate. We couldn't do this stuff without our local advertising support. We're all all of our revenue is based on local advertising and a subscription. But yeah, just all dot and we try to have one or two content items a day at least. Just and that's going to really start picking up. We've got Tyler Divine who helps me, and he's the great great nephew of the great Aubrey Divine, oh, wow. former Iowa football great. Yeah, Tyler helps me, and we're going to be adding a couple other people to our staff here shortly too. We're going to be expanding a little bit and yeah, we're getting excited for another
1: season. Good stuff as always. Hey, Pat, good catching up with you again. We'll do it again in a couple weeks. All right, Trent. Stay cool. All See right, you. Man, We'll try. Pat Hardy with us on the Draft House 50 hotline. We need a break. When we come back on the other side, an update, what happened with Chris Bryant? Injured finger. We'll get you an update coming up on the other side here as we continue It's Jimmy B and TC on The Big Talker 1700.
0: The Big Talker 1700 KBGG. We talk about your
1: life and your money
0: on the Dave Ramsey Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 1700 KBGG.
1: Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs,
4: JCPenney's Power Penny Days are back. Now's the time to stock up on back-to-school essentials for your family. This Friday through Sunday only, save big on select must-haves like $3 towels, $5 kids' eyes-odd uniform polos, $7 backpacks, and kids' eyes-odd uniform shorts for just $9. Plus, stack on the savings and take an extra 15% off with your coupon. Hurry, JCPenney's Power Penny Days end Sunday. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 721 to 723 on select items in-store at jcp.com. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.
3: Hold everything for less. The Pack Store Save Event is going on now at the Home Depot. And the shelves are full of smart storage solutions. Like an HDX four-shelf storage unit. A special buy at just $19.88. It'll hold up to 600 pounds of whatever you've got. And you'll barely have to lift your wallet. Come get organized at the Pack Store Save Event. Going on now, only, at the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Vowed through August 23rd, U.S.
4: only.
1: Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just
0: fend for himself. Well, all right. But don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots.
4: You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org.
1: Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you.
3: This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified
0: Public Accountants and the Ad Council.
3: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
2: See you soon.
1: Hey, it's Jimmy B., A place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House Fifty Mill Civic Parkway
0: in West Des Moines. Jim Brenson, Trent Condon. It's Jimmy B and TC on seventeen hundred K B G G. Live from the Wolf Construction studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
1: altering that break, and Bruce, what we were talking about was <coughs> was uh, too good, I thought. So we got to talk about it here on the air. We're going to do that right now. What's going on, Bruce?
5: Well, it's about Bobby
1: Elliott mm-hmm. and
5: McCarney. Um, when Bobby Elliott, my re- this is all by recollection. You know, you can nowadays you can Google things and, and probably call me a liar, but <laughs> this is my recollection. And Bobby Elliott first got ill, and he really couldn't get a job once he went through his treatment and Dan McCarney who had coached with him gave him a position up at Iowa State and at, and it happened there were a couple of years when his uh, when, when he and Steve Loney who became the offensive coordinator up there before he went up to the Vikings I think as the offensive line coach they overlapped for a couple of years and my recollection was that McCartney would put together these really great game plans, and I'm talking about the home games that I was always going to, basically. Mm-hmm. And they would do very well in the first half, but then they'd have games where the wheels would fall off in the second half. And But it seemed like this two-year overlap, it was different. And what I recall was that Bob Elliott's, job on game day was simply to be in the press box, watch the game, and make half, make suggestions on halftime adjustments. And it always seemed like we had had problems with the other team's halftime adjustments. And I thought, my recollection was this overlap with Loney and with Elliot fulfilling this game day role that McCarney had. One is one or two of his best seasons.
1: Yep. Maybe that's all wrong, but no, nope, you're, that, you're that was... exactly right. You are exactly right. I'm looking at it right now. They were there together, 2000, 2001. That was the nine and three year when they beat Pittsburgh in the Insight Bowl, and the next year when they went seven and four in the regular season and got screwed in that game against Alabama in the Independence Bowl. That kick was good. We all know that. Uh, those were the two years. Uh, two of well, every, everybody, best knows, seasons. everybody knows. Everybody
5: knows Loney was the offensive coordinator, but I don't think people. That weren't local, really. I'm not sure that people knew really what Bob Elliott was doing at halftime, and I can't remember who it was that I knew in this in this cyclones and stuff that I heard that I got that from. But anyway, that I believe that uh, Dan McCartney would uh, verify that.
1: Well, Bruce, as always, your memory's good.
5: Well, we'll see. <laughs> good show, and that Pat Hardy is really, really a, a good guest.
1: Yeah, he's he's a lot of fun to talk to. A great wealth of information, and and I I love the stories. I love talking to older porters that got to deal with Hayden Fry back in the day and the dressing down. Because I remember growing up in North Iowa, that would be the the lead story then of you know the Tuesday sports part of the news on KIMT is, oh, Hayden yelled at a reporter today. I mean, that, that's how they started the broadcast, was things like that back in the 80s. So I always get a kick of, of hearing the stories, the ones that actually got to live it.
5: Oh, I loved Hayden Fry. you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I graduated from Iowa, but I grew up in Ames. My dad was a Cyclone, so. But otherwise, I'm a, I root for Iowa. But I love it when Hayden Fry came to the state. Boy, that was just so beautiful, the way he turned that program around didn't matter what school you rooted for. That was wonderful.
1: No doubt about it. Hey, Bruce, thanks for the phone call. Thanks. Talk to you. Bye. That's Bruce checking in. You can join us as always. Also, 515-264-1700. Got to take a break here. Told you, though, as I was uh, going into the break, telling you a little bit about Chris Bryant. Injured a finger earlier today. The x-rays are back, and they are negative. Day-to-day, sprained left pinky. No break for Chris Bryant and a sense of relief, certainly for the Cubs fans. It looks like Bryant is going to be okay. Uh, update on the score in on that one now 3 0. The Cubs with the lead as they play in the middle of the six. And no score with the Yankees and the Twins. Day baseball coming up on the other side. We'll talk baseball and more with Seth Gruen. He's going to join us coming up. Sean Tomlinson will be here on the NFL. And Jimmy B will track him down and we'll talk with him coming up all next. Hour number two of the program. The Big Talker, 1700.
0: 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3. Sports Talk that rocks. 1700
2: KBGG. See you soon.
3: At Menards, home improvement means saving big because right now you'll get an 11% rebate on everything in the store, even sale items. Get organized with Dakota pre-finished shelving. 11 and 3 quarter inch wide by 36 inch long shelves and five attractive wood grain finishes are just $5.33 each after rebate. Start saving with an 11% rebate on everything, even sale prices now at Menards. Good through July 22nd. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards staples knows that when your printer jams more than it prints it's time when your paper supply is in desperate need of resupply it's time when the only printer in your office that's not out of ink is three flights up it's definitely time and it's times like these when pros turn to staples. Staples has great prices on everything you need to print. And now, buy one HP ink, get the second 30% off. Staples. It's Pro Time. N72217. See store or staples.com for details. Restrictions may apply.
4: The Ford Summer Sales Event is in full swing. Is your truck going to be able to handle all these pavers for the patio?
3: No problem. The F-150 has got a high-strength military-grade aluminum alloy body. Oh.
4: With best-in-class payload, the F-150 can handle the work you need it to. Remember when I
0: had a high-strength military-grade body?
4: <laughs> I don't, actually. It's always a good time. Take on Summer Right with Ford, America's best-selling brand, during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Hurry and get our hottest offers during the Ford Summer Sales Event, like 0% financing for 60 months on select Ford. Ford F-150s. Plus, get an additional $1,000 on top of your trade-in. Offer ends July 31st. Best selling based on 2016 sales when properly equipped. Classes full-size pickups under 8,500 pounds. GDWR based on Ford segmentation. Not all buyers qualify for Ford credit financing. 60 months at 1667 per month for 1000 finance regardless of down payment. Trade assist cash requires trade-in of 95 or newer vehicle or lease terminated 30 days prior to or 90 days after new retail delivery. Not available on Raptor. See dealer or go to buyfordnow.com for complete details. Take new retail delivery from dealer stock by July 31st, 2017.
0: 1700 KBGG Des Moines, a cumulus station.